This episode of Doing It For The Kids is supported by Nutmeg. Because finding your way in life isn't getting any easier or cheaper. To gift your children a financial head start, why not consider a junior ISA? And with a Nutmeg Stocks and Shares Junior ISA, you can follow your investments via their easy-to-use mobile app. And there's no hidden fees or charges to catch you out. Take your children on the investment journey with you, and there's a good chance they'll make wiser decisions later. What's more, you can choose one of Nutmeg's socially responsible portfolios for an investment pot you'll be proud to hand over to the next generation. That's going to make everyone feel good. Open a junior ISA today at nutmeg.com. Captain at risk, Joyce of all supply. I've stopped shampooing my hair. I'm doing a no poo. <laughs> that's, the, that's a legit term, by the way. You've stopped shampooing your hair? Yeah. Uh, how, what, as in you're not going to clean it? No, no, I wash it. I just don't wash it with shampoo. So currently I'm on day nine of just washing it with water. When I get to day 14, I'm going to use a low poo. <laughs> but but when I wash, when I have a shower and don't use shampoo, mm-hmm. my hair is definitely not the same. Oh, yeah. My hair is a massive tangled grease ball right now. It's disgusting. But the idea is like it will balance itself out. Is the idea that eventually so few people want to go near you, but it doesn't matter what your hair looks like anyway? <laughs> yeah. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Oh my god Hello, you're listening to the Doing It For The Kids podcast Where we swear a bit too much and talk a bit too fast about freelance life with kids in the mix I'm Frankie and this is Steve Hello, yes, each week we take a question from the Doing It For The Kids community Do our best to answer it Uh, But of course we start each episode by looking back at the last episode and reading out your comments The previous episode to this one was... Uh, It was about... When your partner doesn't support your business and is, in fact, actively negative about you running your own business. Oh, yes. Thank you so much for all of your comments. I've only used first names this week. Hope that's okay, guys. (laughs) So, Annalise says, is my initial reaction. Whilst my partner is generally supportive of my freelancing, he has also been known to say I should be maximising my income streams instead of writing a blog. So he doesn't totally get what I do, and to be honest, I don't completely get what he does either. What's helped me is to build my own confidence in my business and really value what I do and the time I need to spend on it, including writing blogs that help with self-promotion. Thank you very much. I've realised I don't need to ask for his permission or approval. That's probably easier said than done, though. Bethany starts with a chant. Your needs are important too. Your needs are important too. Your needs are important too. Your needs are important too! You don't need permission to do what you need to do in order to feel fulfilled in your life. Take it. Own it. Protect it fiercely like you would one of your babies. I realise this is easier said than done and coming from someone with a supportive husband. But remember that you are the boss of your business, nobody else. If you can afford to, as a family unit, ditch the supermarket job and dedicate all of those hours to building your business. Get ahead of your husband's objections by suggesting you're going to give it six, 12 months. And if you're not making the same amount or more in your business by then, you'll get another part-time role. Caps lock, I believe in you. Because I believe in you. Charles says... 
When I quit my job two years ago to start my business, I scared the crap out of my partner. All the obvious worries were shared by both of us. Nearly two years on and those fears have been allayed through hard work and passion for what I do. I couldn't for one second imagine how much harder it would have been without that support. And finally, Cathy says, this is basically why I'm divorced. (laughs) Soz. See, just get a new husband. Don't listen to me. This is where we chat about our weeks, isn't it? Yeah, I have no... I mean... What, you went bloody camping? How can you not have an anecdote when you went camping? Like, nobody has an interesting story when they go to a hotel. People go to camping because it's shit. Things go wrong. And so then you always have something funny to talk about. Let's try that again. Hey, Frankie, how are you? You went camping. Yeah, it was a classic British holiday. There was ice cream in a storm on the beach in the rain. (laughs) That is so very British seaside. Isn't it? This, isn't it? Yeah. Because my wife's Australian and she has a very low threshold of having a shit time at the beach. <laughs> to her, she would not consider continuing to dig a sandcastle if you're already wearing a cagoule. Like, <laughs> that, you, that is not in her lexicon. But for me, it's like, we have driven to the beach, we will have a good time and dig a sandcastle. <laughs> I remember once us pushing our son when he was just a a small child in a buggy. You know, you can get those plastic screens that come down the front. Mm -hmm. The wind was so strong on the seafront in Hunstanton that day that it looked like we had vacuum packed him. (laughs) He looked like a chicken fillet. How about you? What have you been doing? I don't, I don't know. I feel so out of touch. I've been yeah. in this well, like... I mean, I realised that summer holidays this year are seven and a half weeks long. Mm. I remember at the start of the holidays me thinking, well, look, we've just been through three months. Six weeks feels like nothing. But actually it's hard because they have nothing to do. I see them slip into the screen zombiness and I feel it's my duty to drag them out. And yet, of course, they don't want me to. So then they... <laughs> hate me for dragging them out of it see we're the opposite in this house we were like oh it's summer holidays now so they can legit sit in front of a screen all day and it doesn't really matter that's what summer holidays are for (laughs) (laughs) but the trouble is is like neither of them are their best selves when they've done that and then you try to get them off it and they go all narky so seven and a half weeks of summer holidays are underway and I decided but obviously with no summer camps it's going to involve a lot of sitting around in parks so I keep being advertised these like inflatable chairs on instagram and facebook like i'm constantly hounded by these things so if you've not seen them they're like a big colorful plastic sack and then you seemingly drag it easily through the wind (laughs) it fills with air so you don't need a foot pump and then you clip it and you suddenly have effectively a hammock in the park or a sofa or a chair so i bought one Wow, they targeted the right guy. Anyway, we've been out about four times so far and it just basically gets commandeered to be a kid's bouncy castle. Yeah. And I'm still sitting on the sodding grass. (laughs) Do they fold down really small? What, the seven-year-old? Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) She's pretty compact when she wants to be. Mm. Yeah, they're far too expensive, but they are good and I feel like if you you buy the... Let me guess, is it 30 quid? It's more than 30 Oh my God, is it 50 quid? Don't do this to me. Oh my God. (laughs) 75? Yeah, let's call it 75. Oh, what? It's more than that? No, it's not. No, it, no, it is. It's 75. 
<sighs> which is which is let's be honest far too much fucking money but <laughs> i spent a few play dates just lying on the grass in fields mm. and was like this is because the kids play for hours and it's just really uncomfortable mm. i'm in my 40s i want a fucking chair <laughs> right okay this week's question comes from fiona tap who is a freelance writer and educator fiona tap two p's t-a-p-p dot com she says congratulations on your british podcast award don't like to talk about it but thank you I won an award in my field last year, and I've been wondering how best to market the facts without sounding like a wanker. It's sometimes hard to shout about your wins, especially as a woman, but if you've been recognised, surely you should be able to celebrate. Interesting. So my first feeling is like, I feel like a wanker having chosen this question. (laughs) (laughs) We could have very easily not have answered this question. But I think it's a good question. You should totally shout about it, Fiona. Yes. I'm curious about the, you know, she says as a woman, it's hard to shout about it. Yeah. So like, well, I don't speak for all women and I haven't done any research in this area, but I've been alive for 34 years. Women just kind of, there's a bit of imposter syndrome and we find selling stuff quite difficult, putting ourselves forward quite difficult. Shouting about how great we are is doesn't necessarily come naturally to a lot of women because we've been conditioned to kind of just get on with it. And I find it interesting or maybe I don't. I feel like Fiona should have mentioned what her award was in this question. Like that was an opportunity <laughs> to plug herself and like celebrate that achievement. But she's left it out. Telling. So obviously, if you win an award, make the most of it. Because for a start, you work bloody hard. You're good at what you do. Somebody has recognised that. Go for it. I think... Um, there's certain things that you can do right in the moment when you win and then there's other things that you can subtly do over a year or two ahead. So, for example, in the moment, there's a chance to immediately announce it. And do you know what? You can even say that in a self-deprecating, I feel like a wanker saying this. Maybe not those exact words, but actually I'm really proud of the fact that this has happened and do that wherever you would normally be, be it Instagram or, you know, LinkedIn. Yeah, be proud about it. Then there's sort of like press opportunities and sure, it depends on what it is. But remember, everybody is a contact. So it might be your local FSB or, you know, if you're a member of some association, if it's your alumni, if you went to uni. And actually, you know, when it comes to reaching out and doing all of those things, like Hype Yourself, Lucy Werner's book has got loads of stuff on that. And and there's a big chunk of it which I took away is the fact that actually reaching out to smaller blogs and things, which are your target audience, is more important than reaching out to The Guardian, let's say. Yeah, knowing who you're reaching, which is what I mean about reaching out to alumni or local papers. But also to like create, she, I think she calls it like a boilerplate. It's like a little piece of bio about yourself with award winning at the top (laughs) (laughs) it's just the fact that as soon as you start sending out those sort of emails trying to get those sort of press they're all going to ask for the same thing Mm. so do yourself a favor and just create a sheet or a, a link on your website to send them so that it's got that little bit of blurb there's some things to unpack here right because what is the issue if you've won an award i don't know what the award is so it's a bit difficult but like you've been recognized for the work that you're doing by an external body organization whatever why why do we feel and we feel this for the record Mm. (laughs) just mentioning that feels wanky like what is it about that that makes us uncomfortable i don't know i'm just 
talking out putting your mouth, it out <laughs> it's often quite a british yeah, modesty that's true mm. like this thing where in general we don't shout about ourselves and i think well, there's nothing wrong with modesty but here is that external validation mm. and on top of that something to be proud about and genuinely uh, your peers will want to cheer with you right. but also clients your current clients and potential clients they like to work with winners that's like, true it probably make them feel really good to be told that the person oh, they've been working paid to do with a Fiona job. for years yeah right yeah. like they're pleased for you as well and yeah. it's like this validation that they've picked the right person so this suggestion will make you feel a bit more like a wanker than just tweeting about it. But writing an email to your... Oh, like um, your contacts, your to, clients yeah. and... Yeah. Obviously, if you have a regular newsletter or blog or whatever, then there's an obvious channel for it. I think it's just a great opportunity to make people feel good about the fact that they work with you. I definitely feel like you need to tell those people that, that that's happened. And that could be in an email, like you say, a newsletter. There is the like slightly problematic post on LinkedIn thing, which is quite, I think some people cringe about that kind of stuff on specifically on LinkedIn because it can be a oh, bit. But geez, why? That is the point of LinkedIn. No, exactly. If you can't shout about your professional <laughs> successes on LinkedIn, yeah, where can true. you not do it's it? True. It's true. It's true. But I do think there are like ways and means of doing it. And I think as long as you're yourself, which she's a writer, like. As long as you write as yourself and in a voice that is like you, it won't sound wanky because you're not a wanker. That That's such a crucial phrase. There you go. It won't sound wanky because you're not a wanker. Do you know, speaking of email, really subtle thing you can do is to add it to your email signature. Yes. Which you might go, but what's wrong with that? Like having like the little trade body logo uh, some some organizations like will probably even if you've won an award give you like a little badge to put mm. on your emails and stuff like that because they want you to promote their organization mm. as well after all so you know if it's got that blah blah winning thing at the bottom why not leave that on there for a few years and as well as email signatures of course make sure it's in your social bios, bios. Yeah, isn't that yeah, what they yeah. call it and like on LinkedIn, for example, whatever your headline bio is, at least at the moment, whatever it is, comes up whenever you comment. It's quite good like that. So it will say Steve Holland and it will say what I do right beneath my name. So if I'm replying to somebody's comment and people haven't ever seen me before, they'll know exactly what I do. That's a really good tip, Steve. I should have done that. But uh, yeah, on that point, like I, f I feel like a lot of us, myself included, are very guilty of like writing that bio once and then leaving it alone, whether that's on LinkedIn or Instagram or Twitter, whatever. Like you hone it and it does what it needs to do. Great. But like, yeah, I'm trying to make more efforts to go back and look at that stuff on a more regular basis because things do shift and change and like how you talk about what you do can be quite different over time. And yeah, you won an award, mate. Like add yeah. that to the, that information. I remember a few years ago, I was up for like Ipsy freelance of the year type thing. And I put it, in my, I don't know, my Twitter bio, but I also took like an image of it and put it, you know, like the Twitter header oh, thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the so it was in the image as well, because actually Twitter image, you've got quite a lot of real estate to play with. So I had it in there as well. Like there's, totally there's shameless. Quite, <laughs> but, and I didn't even bloody win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like 
make the most of it mm. because it could be the difference between someone choosing to hire you or not yeah, let's face true. it winning an award could open doors mm. for you as well mm. depending on what the award is depending on what the door is <laughs> but you know if there's certain conversations with certain people that you've wanted to have it can be a good in mm. also i know i think it gives you that extra edge to your authority in yeah, quotation, yeah, 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 quotation marks. What a wanky phrase. <laughs> yeah, but it can, <laughs> that can be important depending on what you want to do. So mm. if you want to raise your profile by getting more speaking engagements, if you can imagine being on a stage in front of people ever again in the future, the fact that you've won that award again gives you that... Gives like, you the edge. People, yeah, I think it does, unfortunately. And look, well, there's a I whole don't other want people listening. About yeah, for does it matter or does it not? <laughs> but the fact is, you have bloody won it. You did make the effort to enter it. You've clearly done the work, which deserved to win the award. Mm. And the fact is, it will give you an edge. You know, there's a list of people in front of them, and they're trying to figure out who to put on their conference list. Mm. Well, the award-winning copywriter or graphic designer or whoever is surely going to leap out of them. But it's only going to leap out at them. If you state it. I think it's worth saying that, like, in the age of social media, blah, 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 blah. Like, everybody else is shouting about their fucking wins. So, like, (laughs) you know, that's all social media is for a lot of the time. If you've won this thing and you're not doing it, you're, you know, shooting yourself in the foot. Yeah. And, like, when the certificate comes through the post, tweet it again. Certificate? What certificate? What, whatever whatever it might be you know a trophy like is this a swimming gala <laughs> a rosette no but like th- there can be various stages to it mm. oh i was shortlisted oh i won mm. oh i got this i totally agree with that like you were saying earlier even if you're just nominated or shortlisted that is that is definitely worth shouting about it's all opportunity isn't it and when you're your own business like if you don't shout about your successes nobody else will if you right, don't celebrate totally. them nobody else will so you've just got to you've you've got to push yourself forward and honestly you're not a wanker the fact that you're thinking about it shows that you're not a wanker okay we would love your comments what advice would you give to fiona uh, you know beyond your obvious congratulations for for winning this award in the first place whatever it may have been um yeah let us know as ever you can get in touch on twitter on instagram hashtag diftk podcast also in the facebook group you are looking for episode 48 i think you are and is being freelance on its summer break now? What's the deal? Yes, um, being freelance, we I always take August off. So, Sweet. yeah, on on its holidays. And we're doing the book club over in the community as well, uh, where we're reading Survival Skills for Freelancers by Sarah Townsend. So you can it's a very short book, so you can join us for that. We did do Hype Yourself as a book club read, and you can read a review of that. Well, not a review of that. It's more like a summary of what we talked about, mm-hmm. if you see what I mean. Um, at beingfreelance.com as well. Okay, we're done. Are we done? Aren't we? Yeah, yeah. No. 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 No.